the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Strategist with Briefing.com. I start my day every day in the world of finance reading his page one article. It's a good way to start. It gives me some perspective, kind of brings me up to speed. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing well. Thank you. So it appears, according to your page one, that not all's well in the world, but things didn't fall apart over the weekend while we took a day off. Is that the best way of summing up why we're up today? Yeah, you know, um, that's part of it. Um, I think uh, I was admittedly confused, though, why the, you know, the futures traded up as strongly as they did this morning. Um, coming off the weekend, you know, I can understand why we might have been looking at somewhat of a bounce back following Friday's uh, disappointing finish. But uh, to rally to the extent that we did was was a bit surprising and somewhat confounding. Um, so I, my conclusion really is that it's, it seems to be just more of the the same um, in that we don't have a lot of conviction and buying and selling efforts right now, and that we're uh, sort of locked into this trading range, and you're going to see these uh, large intraday swings as a result of you know what's transpired over recent weeks. So where are we as far as the volatility goes? Are we coming down off of it? Do you expect it to pick back up? Uh, it's been a pretty hectic couple weeks. It sure has. Um, you know, we're certainly off the highs of what we've seen in terms of just looking at the the volatility index itself. Um, you know, I think that the potential for volatility dies down more after we get this this Fed meeting out of the way. Um, I think that there's so much angst leading up to this particular meeting next week uh, that you just have, you know, people with some itchy uh, trigger fingers. And uh, we just need to have some clarity uh, in terms of what the Fed is thinking. Um, you know, now having said that, when the Fed does what it does or doesn't do uh, on September 17th with respect to the Fed funds rate, we will still be locked in the same issue and the same conversation of, you know, well, what do they do next, right? So let's say they do raise rates in September. Then the, the, the debate turns then to, you know, how, how much are they going to raise rates by the end of the year? Will they raise again in October? Or will they raise again in, in December? So we're not going to get past that, but I think everyone's just very anxious to get past the September meeting, uh, to see what the Fed does, and importantly, to see how the markets react to it. But because there's just so much uncertainty surrounding it, you're going to see this heightened level of volatility up up right to the meeting. What's your expectation when the Federal Reserve 
should they be raising rates no matter what, or should they be listening to the stock market that's saying things are a little crazy out there? Right. So <clears throat> all we can can do is take the Federal Reserve at its word, right? And right. what it has been trying to impress upon the market for years now um, is, you know, is that it's data dependent. And it has been attempting to tie uh, the normalization process to this idea that they need to see data that suggests to them that they're reasonably confident they're going to make their way toward uh, their uh, dual mandate. Um, and specifically, they, in the Fed's eyes, they've reached it as, as, as it relates to the labor market side of that mandate. Um, price stability, um, I guess you could say we have stable prices. They're just far too low uh, in terms of how stable they are. And uh, and that's really the, the central point right now that has everyone on, you know, playing this great guessing game is, uh, is the Fed going to be reasonably confident that uh, inflation trends will, will pick back up over the medium term toward their longer run target of 2%? Um, I think an increasing number of Fed officials are trying to really talk themselves into believing that that will be the case. Um, and um, and I believe after the August employment report, which showed a very slight uptick in average hourly earnings, uh, I believe that the Fed is going to rationalize their way into raising rates in September. Um, <clears throat> should they? I don't know if they really should because I'm not convinced really that the inflation data are are all that convincing, you know, that they're going to hit their, you know, their longer run target over the medium term here. They seem to be banking on the idea that oil prices are going to rebound and that the dollar is going to come come down um, as as key drivers behind why they expect, to, uh, you know, inflation rates to pick up here uh, over the next several months. Um, but it's it's really still a very um, uncertain prospect in, in that respect, we think. So um, it would not surprise us if they raised rates, and by the same token, it wouldn't surprise us uh, based on the data, uh, particularly as it relates to inflation, if they just held study again in September. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Briefing.com, Chief Market Strategist, what's your opinion on the world markets at this point in time? We get conflicting messages when we turn on TV, so we don't want to do that. Um, should we look at China as, hey, it's okay to invest in Asia because things are cheap now if you're going to invest for 5, 10, 15, 20 years? Or should we be heeding the message of let's just wait till we see some economic good news come out versus what we're interpreting? And, again, some of the news is pretty good Yeah. Um, if it was the U.S. doing it, but – pretty hard if it's China. Right. Well, I think waiting on news really boils down to kind of like the level of conviction driving your your level of investment. Okay. So we've we've seen, you know, trade data this this morning or last night anyway out of China that wasn't so great. You know, it did reflect this, um, you know, understanding that China's economy, the world's second largest economy, is certainly slowing down. Uh, exports were down 5.5% year-over-year. Imports were down close to 14% year-over-year. Um, so what that suggests is that, you know, the demand for, you know, Chinese-made goods is not as strong as it used to be. And by the same token, uh, the Chinese consumer is not, uh, you know, out there spending, 
aggressively right now. So, so what I'm what I was driving at is I think you know you're right to hit on the point. You've seen some very you know large corrections in these foreign markets, right? And you want to buy at lower prices. You know, I mean, it, it is kind of crazy that you know we see you know indices and stocks hit highs and keep going on to higher highs, and everyone's excited about buying at those higher highs. But then when you come down 20%, everyone's like, gosh, you know, I can't buy this thing. You know, this is really worrisome to me. But you want those lower prices from a long-term investing standpoint. And as you allude to, if you're in a 5, 10, 15-year time horizon, then, yeah, you know, I think there's an opportunity here now to scale into some of those positions. And then as the data starts to come in that does point to uh, a turn in trends such that you have a, a starting to see an acceleration in growth, then you start raising your level of commitment to those investments. But um, but a lot's going to boil down to what one's time horizon is and risk tolerances are. But I think, generally speaking, given the sell-off we've seen here, there's an opportunity to scale in now into some of these markets here for those people with a, a very long-term mindset. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, does that same scale-in concept tie into the oil market? Because we've seen oil at $120, 130 $150 barrel in the past. Mm-hmm. Now that it's at 45, 46, a lot of people think it's kind of like the leper and they want to stay away. Um, is there a scale-in opportunity there? Maybe too early? What are your thoughts? Well, right. So that is that's a great example of where you do scale in. Uh, you know, there's okay. some continued uncertainty there surrounding oil prices. They could come down to 30. You know, we saw them what at 10 bucks a barrel back in the late 90s um, before they then rose, you know, to 110 dollars a barrel not that long ago. Uh, it's a cyclical industry. Uh, these suppliers, these producers, will, will eventually cut back on production enough to help, uh, you know, get that supply demand imbalance uh, back in better order, and that will ultimately drive prices higher. I mean, you know, oil is going to continue to be needed uh, in this global economy, even though you have some alternative energy sources that are starting to emerge. But you know, the use of oil is not uh, going to like just hit a wall and 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 we'll be done with it. So, take some patience. Uh, but you've seen some really strong pullbacks in a number of energy-related stocks and oil prices, and we do think it's, it is one of those opportunities where you can potentially scale into, and if nothing else, capture some of these great rallies that occur in bear markets uh, for some short-term you know, profit potential. Now, I always refer to your, um, your opening column, uh, your page one, but you also write something called The Big Picture. Tell me a little bit about that at briefing.com and what we could find in that article. Sure. Well, with The Big Picture, it, it, it is kind of what the name implies. You know, I, I look at things from a macro uh, perspective, top-down. So I'm trying to take into account what's going on in this broader universe of ours in, in the capital markets and how it ultimately boils down to helping um, individual investors manage their particular investment portfolios. So um, I try to stay, you know, uh, fairly current uh, in terms of what's in the news, what's being talked about, try to boil, distill some common sense into those arguments. Uh, basically, just keep people informed uh, to give them more confidence about what they're doing. Um, so right now, my most recent article is is talking about the fact that, you know, we thought that the August jobs report put a September rate hike, you know, on the table. Um, the week before that, I gave a database view for why the Fed should not raise interest rates. But um, but to the, this latest article kind of, you know, uh, gets to that point where I was talking about how the Fed's going to rationalize a rate hike in September based on that August jobs report, not necessarily that I agree with it based on the data. Um, but 
So it just keeps people informed about what's going on in the, the, the grand scheme of things uh, and helps them feel more confident about what they're doing. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Strategist with Briefing.com. He writes the big picture and page one. But be found contributing to the whole big thing as well as you put everything together. Uh, great stuff, great material. Uh, very rational. He is an exercise himself in being rational. I love it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.